Hi, my name is Queen Zawaya Counts, and I would like to welcome you to my podcast, Miss Z's Storytelling. We are entering season four, so for this season, I will be reading to you The Dark Goddess, written by, of course, Queen Zawaya Counts, and narrated by Queen Zawaya Counts. Chapter One. Mama Zuli sat beside the tall palm tree waiting for her daughter Kima to arrive. She gazed around at her followers who were growing impatient as well. They hated being on this island, taken away from their homeland, the Congo in Africa. Mama Zuli understood pain as well as suffering when it came to working in the hot sand on the sugar plantation. She remembered nets being thrown over her head as well as the other people from her village by white men who took them without mercy. Her mother had told her to go to the river and find her two rocks to paint and place on the altar for the ancestors. Mama Zuli's mother was what they called a high priestess of the Loa Ozuli Dantor, her namesake, and she was next in line to heal the people of the village and serve the powerful Loa. She already had received the cuts on her face, and when she became of age, she would have to go through the great ritual and become the next healer. But that never happened. Instead, she had been taken aboard a dark boat with other people from different tribes. She remembered being able to understand some of the languages that most of them spoke, but it was difficult to communicate with the ones who came from her tribe. Because on the dark boat, they had separated those who spoke the same language in order for them to be able to control them and also to prevent an uprising. Mama Zuli was the one the captain had chose one cold night to keep his bed warm. She did not think that she was beautiful in any way, but for some reason, among the other women on the boat, She was always being touched and groped by the white man on the dark boat. Her hair was braided in long braids and she had gray eyes the color of smoke from the fire pits which burn at night. Her breasts were full and round as her dark nipples looked like huge purple grapes against her caramel skin. They had dragged her into his room and shoved her on the bed. The captain was gentle and he made her take down her braids as her hair fell to her shoulders long and wavy. Her gray eyes glistened with moisture as she knew what she was about to feel. Mama Zuli called upon Ozuli Dantor to save her from the pain and take her body and soul back home to her village to her mother, but no one had come. She had not heard her prayers and the white man took her anyway, keeping her in his cabin for the duration of the journey. Once they had reached the island of Puerto Rico, they were all washed with buckets of dirty water and then one by one let off the dark boat in chains. She remembers seeing the expressions of the white men's faces as she was placed on a wooden box and made to stand there as they all lusted after her body. Mommy Zuli could feel the unborn child moving in her womb as she was taken off the wooden box and sold to Master Jones. She glanced back at the captain who held his head down as she was carted off 
And that was when she cried. She cried silently for her bondage, for the others who died during the journey and her mother whom she would never ever see again. But now she sat amongst her people like a queen, healing them in the dark of the night. She was waiting for her daughter in her red head wrap and blue cloth. Mommy Zui was waiting to hand down the great ritual to Kima for even though Azuli Dantor never saved her from her rape, she still served the Loal the best that she could in a foreign land. Kima ran down the big house as fast as she could to get to the old shack at the end of the dark woods. She knew what they would do and she knew that they would not start the ceremony without her but she also knew that spirit would not wait for her either master jones had kept her longer than usual in the kitchen trying his best to have his way with her she hated working in the big house and being born with white blood in her veins it was not master jones blood but the blood of the captain from the slave ship her mama was brought here on all the other slave girls shunned her because she was damn near white, with long silky black hair and fair skin with gray eyes. Her breast was plump like her mama's and her waist was very small. She hated her pale skin. She hated herself, period. And she even hated the fact that she could not work in the fields to have her skin become dark by the beaming sun. Her mother worked in the sugarcane fields day after day and she wished that she could work by her side. But Master Jones would not allow her in the fields, so every day she had to run from him. Her mother often told her that it was the spirits looking after them that kept them together from being sold. But if the spirits was looking after them, why were they slaves and why was she constantly running from being raped? Well, today was her birthday and she was turning 16. All the girls that she knew who were 16 had children already from Master Jones, slave men on the plantation. It seemed that no boy had ever approached her at any of the gatherings that took place in the woods. They were either scared of Master Jones' whip or her mama. As Kima ran, she began to hear the drums and then she saw the light coming off the fire in front of the shack. She kept running and stood beside Tiny, her only friend on the plantation. Girl, you almost didn't make it, Tiny said, grabbing her hand. Massa was trying to fool with me, Kima said, panting hard trying to catch her breath. Did he follow you? Nah, because missus came in and made he go with she. Well... Your mammy been waiting on you. She's still waiting on the log near the fire. Keeman looked towards the fire and saw her mama sitting there. She was wearing a red cloth tied tight covering her hair and a blue cloth wrapped across her lap. Her face was powdered white as she was holding a black rooster. Kima walked over to her mama, got down on her knees, and bowed her head, showing her honor and humility to the voodoo queen. Her mama was a mambo in voodoo. She was trained as a young girl back in the Congo before she was captured and brought to the island as a slave. They all called her mother Mama Zule, which was short for Ozuli Dantor. 
She was a very powerful Loal who guarded her mother and gave protection to her tribe. Mama Zuli gently touched Kima's head and told her to rise up. Go stand in the middle of the circle, child. Kima rose up from her knees and did as her mother had instructed her. The drummers was pounding on the makeshift drums, began to beat them harder and harder as she began to feel her heart beating in sync with the rhythm. She began to feel dizzy as the, the drums seemed to sound louder and pounding in her ears. Kima had observed others becoming possessed by spirit and going under, and she had promised herself that she would never allow spirits to take her. But Kima did not want to be a part of voodoo. She did not want to learn how to heal people and drink blood from pigs and goats. Kima wanted to be free from that old way of life hidden in the backwoods. Kima longed to be away from the plantation across the water to the north. She had had rumors of slaves living like freemen and owning their own land. She had heard of the free slaves learning how to read and write and walking in stores to buy their own supplies. Kima even thought that she could pass for white and even maybe go to the land they call New Orleans to a passage where slaves who looked like her had their own houses and dressed in silk fabrics with dangling rubies and emeralds embracing their ears and adorning their necks. Kima wanted to be anywhere but here. But she could not escape her fate, her destiny. And she stood in the middle of the circle with her eyes closed, trying her best not to sway to the beat. She moved through the wood, slithering on her belly as she heard the sound of the drums calling her. The smaller animals began to move out of her way, sensing her presence. She had no desire to feed on them tonight. She darted out her black tongue, tasting the scent of the young girl who had just run through this path. She tasted good, and she wanted more of her. She began to move over the ground swiftly as she saw light flickering from a fire. She could fear, hear, and feel the vibrations of drums beating and sense others standing around, wanting and waiting. She slithered to the clearing, and she saw the mumbo sitting, mumbling for her mother to come down. But then she saw the most beautiful creature she had ever seen in her life. She saw a young woman standing in the middle of a circle. She knew that is the one whom she had tasted for her scent was intoxicating. She knew that this young woman was about to take the ritual and be given to her mother, but she was going to take this one for herself. She was tired of being an outcast among the others because of what she had done. But this time, it was going to be all about her. No more slithering around in snake form and no more feeling lower than her mom had made her. She was tired of using this black mamba form to seduce and charm others. Tonight, she was going to take this one. Kima began to feel heat swirling around her feet and she opened her eyes. She looked in Tiny's direction and she gasped. She saw the biggest black snake that she had ever seen in her life. Its head was triangular and it was darting its black forked tongue in and out. The snake's head began to rise and it was as if the snake was taking form and standing upright. Kima blinked her eyes. 
not sure of what she saw, and then she saw a beautiful woman standing beside Tiny. She looked around at the others and they seemed to have not seen what she was seeing. The woman smiled at her and disappeared. The heat that Kima was feeling around her ankles began to rise and spread through her hips. Slowly she began to sway again and the drum beat had taken her over once more. Come down my mom and take your daughter, her mama yelled. Her mother ran into the middle of the circle and she twisted off the rooster's head in one twist. Blood from the rooster went flying on Kima as well as her mother. Mama Zuli shook the rooster's body as blood flowed from him until the heart stopped beating and the wings ceased flapping. Kima saw her eyes roll back into her mama's head as she knew that she was about to be possessed by Azuli Dantor. Kima wanted to dance and, and, and move, but it felt like something held her by the legs and would not let her go. She looked down and she saw the face of the woman standing beside Tiny looking up at her and smiling at her. The woman began to move up her body like a snake until she was eye to eye with her. She grabbed Kima's cheeks and forced her to open her mouth as she slid inside. Mama Zuli began to dance around her daughter, swinging the machete to her, to her and in front of her, and in her right hand that one of the slaves had given her during the trance, she held the rooster. She was still there as she saw her daughter's mouth open, assuming that Azuli Dantor was claiming her. Kima was scared as her body leaked pee and it ran down her thighs. The woman slid inside of her, whispering to her and telling her that she was taking over her body. Kima began to shake violently as she felt her legs move and then it felt as if the woman inside of her was ripping off her clothes. She was no longer clothed. As she saw her cl clothes lying in a heap around her feet and her body began to gyrate in sexual movements. Kima could not control herself as she ran around the circle searching for a mate. She looked around until she found her prey, the drummer. It was as if her feet were floating up the ground as she moved near him and snatched him up. Just as he was about to pull him into her, she heard her mother's voice. Kima stopped and turned around, and her mother was completely taken over by Azuli Dantor. But the woman had taken her over, and it was no longer Kima. Come out of that child now, Ozuli Dantor yelled. No, she is mine. You have become disobedient to me for the last time, Ozuli Dantor said to her. I am tired of being an outcast and not allowed to have worshippers whom I can protect and who will feed me and take care of me. I am tired of slithering around in my other form to feed off the blood of these animals. I am the dark goddess. I am the true light. Azulidantua looked at her daughter and shook her head. I know you are angry with Kalfu, but he had no choice. Once he received the message from Papa Legba on what you were doing and what you had done, he had to ban you from our realm. The dark goddess looked at her mother inside the voodoo queen and laughed. 
Whatever, my man. I have claimed the girl and she is mine. I am the dark goddess of this realm and no one can stop me. Not you, not Kalunga, not Kalifu, not anyone. The dark goddess used Kima's body that she had just taken over and leapt over Mama Zuli's head. She ran through the woods as fast as she could until she came to the big house. Zima, where you running from, gal? Master Jones yelled as he saw Kima running from the woods. Kima stopped suddenly and turned her head ever so slightly towards him. The dark goddess could feel her hatred for the white man and she turned, walking slowly towards him. Master Jones stood up from the rocking chair he was sitting in and moved to the edge of the porch. He had never seen Kima without her clothes and he began to feel his manhood rise. Oh, you want this virgin body? She said, taunting him. Yes, gal, come here, now. Kima began walking up the stairs and the dark goddess could smell his lust for her flesh burning deep inside of him. Master Jones walked down the stairs and when he got close to Kima, he grabbed her by the arms. Dragging her down the steps, he pulled her behind the big oak tree in the front yard. He threw Kima against the tree and began palming. Kima could feel his rough hands clawing at her and she wanted to kill him. The dark goddess could feel her hate, and she began to feed off her anger. She reached down and grabbed Master Jones' cock into her hands. She began pumping her hand up and down his small member until she could see leakage through his trousers. Ooh, Master Jones cried, I knew you were a fire starter. Not able to take it anymore, he forced Kima's legs open and entered her with force, splitting her. Kima did not feel the pain of her vagina splitting, for the dark goddess had taken away all physical pain. She leaned back against the tree as this disgusting man pumped her roughly, and then he spilt his cream inside of her. Kima pushed him to the ground, and as he fell on his back, she opened her legs wide as the dark goddess squeezed his nasty sperm out of her, and it fell to the ground in the form of white maggots. Master Jones looked at Kima with disgust in his face. You black bitch, he yelled. What the fuck are you? Oh, I know. You've been up in those woods working that black magic. Kima tilted her head back and let out a screeching yell, deafening his ears. She bent down in front of Master Jones and taking his hand in her hands, she turned it around, breaking his neck instantly. Kima could hear footsteps running towards her from the woods. Kima! She heard her mother yelled. Azuli Dantor had left her body, and she was trying to find her daughter to get rid of the demon that was inside of her. Kima looked down at Master Jones lying on the ground dead, and she spat on his limp cock. Where do we go? She whispered to the dark goddess. Run, run up the mountains. We will be safe up there. 
Besides, those runaway slaves will become our slaves and nothing can stop us. Kima ran as fast as she could towards the mountains. She allowed herself to be taken over fully again as the dark goddess guided her footsteps. At times, she felt as if she was flying through the air. Mama Zuli watched her daughter leave, heading towards the mountains, heading to her freedom. She knew that the runaways would welcome her, and with that dark demon inside of her, would she really be free? You have just listened to Chapter 1 of The Dark Goddess, written by me, Queen Zoya Counts, and narrated by me, Queen Zoya Counts. If you are interested in purchasing this book, please go to www.dorancestore.com or you can buy it on Amazon. Thank you for listening.